Howdy, howdy to all you real estate wizards out there. So these days, every marketing guru on the internet is telling you that video is where it's at. And you know what? They're not wrong. But if you don't have the personality of Tina Fey and you aren't Steven Spielberg behind the camera, then what the hell are you gonna make a video about? Well, the answer is right there in your head. It's called your brain. And with it, all the knowledge your years of selling real estate has given you. So how do you translate all that information from that computer in your head into a video that you can use to build your real estate brand. Well, my next guest is gonna show you how. Joining me will be Ginger Bell. Ginger is a nine-time best-selling author, Emmy award-winning producer, and the founder of EduMarket, a company solely dedicated to helping entrepreneurs develop educational marketing tools by identifying their expertise and showing them how to create engaging, informationally-based content that their customers will not only enjoy watching, but will also provide valuable insight into how their industry operates. And since real estate's one of the biggest and scariest transactions of many people's lives, education is paramount to happy and repeat clients. The way to set yourself apart today is not by asking your clients to call you when they're ready to buy or sell their home, but to provide them with the knowledge in your brain that will help take the fear and uncertainty of the process out of their mind. But most importantly, to always see you as the expert when it comes to all things real estate. So join me and let's learn how to teach together from one of the masters of edu marketing. Hello, hello, everybody. What's up to all you real estate wizards out there? So welcome back to the Texas Real Estate and Finance Podcast. Uh, my name is Mike Mills, and I am a local Dallas-Fort Worth metro area mortgage banker with Geneva Financial. And every week I do this podcast to bring you experts in and around real estate to help you. And really often kind of help myself um, because we all want to try to become better and better at this thing that we call real estate that we all love doing every single day. But my job is helping your clients get into a home of their dreams more than it is doing a podcast. And we try to do it as simply as, e as simply and as easily as possible. So if you're ever in the market for a new lender or you just want to talk shop, please give me a call. Um, we have team members all over the state that can help your clients introduce you to our industry leading marketing platform that will help you take your business to a new level. So not only are we awesome at doing loans, but we are also awesome at helping you get more clients and grow your sphere. So if you want to find out how, give me a call or shoot me a DM because I am always here to help. So speaking of helping grow your business, today we have a special treat. Video these days is all the rage and more and more agents are making videos to showcase their skills on social media. So what can you do to stand out above the crowd? How can you make sure that your video content is looked at, is watched, and remains relevant in today's ever-changing real estate landscape? Well, today's guest is going to show us how to do that. So she's so good at it. She's written many books. She's won an Emmy. And she even started a company solely focused on this mission. And she's going to drop some serious knowledge on us today. So let's get ready to take your video marketing game to the next level. And welcome Miss Ginger Bell to the podcast. Hello. Hey. How are you? I love that. I'm great. How are you? Good. So my first question, and I didn't tell you this when we were chatting before, because I want, <laughs> I really want to know, everybody wants to know, do gingers have a soul? <laughs> Two souls. <laughs> Two souls. So uh, it was funny because when I first came across you, I'm like, oh, and then you have red hair. I'm like, okay, this is like where your parents, did you come out? And they're like, all right, she's ginger. That's what it is. And then your entire life, you know, all the ginger jokes, you know, come along with the red hair and your name. Does that, was that a, was that a fight when you were growing up? No. So funny backstory. Um, I'm adopted and my parents had picked out the name before they even laid eyes on me. Yeah. And uh, I, I uh, 
just it just happened to be that it worked out. So, so the universe. You know, is I, I can't say I'm a real ginger. I'm probably more of an Auburn, but you know that's not really a name. That's yeah, close enough. So. I mean, I'm I'm yes. I'm a. You can't see it because it's all white now. But you uh, used to be a ginger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not so much on my head as much. I was like dark darker. You know, obviously no hair either. But um, you know, a little bit darker brown, but but also had some red hue you know, to it. And then if you see on my little, you know, short, that's a little bit of red to it, but you know, I mean, look, Auburn red, it's all, we're all in the same spectrum here. Exactly. You know, yeah. It's the kind. hue. It's the that's hue. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, so thank you for coming on. Uh, I wanted to talk uh, a lot about, um, you know, obviously your company and uh, edgy marketing, but you know, this is something that you guys have built your whole industry on or your whole company on is, is helping realtors and loan officers, um, you know, grow their business through, through video marketing. So, um, you know, you do a podcast, uh, you've written several books on this, um, you won an Emmy. So, I mean, obviously you've, you've been down the road, you know, this stuff, this isn't a, a new game for you. So just as it stands today with as many people making videos as they are, um, what do you see from your, you know, trained eye of knowing this stuff that, that most often realtors are stumbling when it comes to videos? Like what's the most glaring thing right now that's causing the, causing either to not get watched or get, you know, what, what do you think? Honestly, the number one thing is not hitting record. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. Indeed. I mean, that, that really, that's it. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, there's. You know, the, the, I don't have time. You yeah. do have time. Yes. Um, I don't like how I look. It's like, that's how you look. Um, <laughs> hey, I look, like I look it. like this. I'm on this thing every day and I'm a, you know, bald, scary man. So it's, if I can do it, anybody can do it. When I first started doing video and, and I've been doing video in my business for a long time, um, taught compliance classes back in the day in 2008, only because that was the only thing that was going on and i learned how to do training around compliance yeah and Which so compliance on videos riveting stuff by the way if oh my gosh the most <laughs> it's like nails on chalkboard um and, and actually it's funny because i would have my videographer he would you know come and record we didn't have teleprompters we didn't have all the stuff that we have today right i literally mike would write the script put it onto a PowerPoint and then click through the slides as you're talking, as I'm talking yes. and Nate, my videographer would, you know, sit there and do that. And I would just tell myself, like, you know what, just edit it. I don't want to see it. Just, it was, it's like, it is what it is. Out of sight, out of mind. You made it yeah. it's there. So just deal with it. But video, what video does. And if you're not doing video, you need to do video. Yes. I mean, that's it. I, and even if it's nothing more than just recording and, and this is what I tell people do one minute, one take every day. Yep. If you do one minute, one take every day and get in the habit of doing that and posting it, it will get easier. Yes. And you can talk, I mean, you can talk for more than a minute. I know. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. So it's like find one topic. Yeah. And and do that. And and by doing that, people get to to know you. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're connected with you. That's what video does. It, it provides that connection. Yeah. And when I first started putting video in, after we had webinars, I mean, I've done webinars, we've done all that other kind of stuff. And then the videos, I was speaking at a conference somewhere and, and was having people come up. It's like, hey, man, went through your course. I think it was during the test prep when everybody had to do, you know, had to take the test back again. Yeah. So I had done a test prep class. And uh, so they're like, man, love the course. You did a great job. And they acted like they knew me. I mean, they're giving me hugs and everything. Yes. I didn't know them. 
Yeah. But the one thing they kept asking was, what's the name of the fish? And I'm like, what are you talking about? What's the name of the fish? So when we were recording this series, there was a table sitting next to me mm-hmm. and my videographer, Nate, he's like, oh, I need to put something on the table. It's empty. And the only thing he had was his goldfish bowl. So he literally took that goldfish bowl and set it on the desk next to me. So for eight hours, these poor people <laughs> watched me and the goldfish swimming around. Hey. And I honestly had people, it's like, yeah, it's like, we love watching you, but man, that goldfish, you know, we'd watch him swim around. What's his name? I'm like, I don't know. I named him Nate, which is my yeah. videographer. But people, they pay attention to things in video that you don't know they're paying attention to. Yeah. So, well, I speak a lot about like hierarchy of communication. I, I love that mm-hmm. phrase essentially, but it's like, you know, and let's, let's say video marketing videos are not included in this yet, but like the first thing is face to face. Like if we can sit right. in a room and we can talk to each other, you know, especially in real estate, cause again, you know, you've, this is a big transaction. People are, you know, right. it's, they need to trust you and feel confident that you're going to take care of them. So if you can sit in a room with them and talk to them, they can see body language, they get tone, they get, you know, your eyes, all that stuff. That's, that's number one. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then number two, I think is probably a phone call, right? You talk to them on the phone because at least then again, they can hear what your tone is. They can hear your inflections. The communication is a little bit more in depth. And then I would say, you know, maybe text messaging because of the quickness of it. And then last would be like email. But once you throw video in there, because you're taking the face-to-face contact that you would have with someone and you were sitting in the room and it's like one B underneath that, that in-room contact, because yeah. now I can, and, and actually had uh, somebody on uh, the podcast with me last week, Norman Kinsey, and um, he does a, runs a company called Liftoff Agent where they kind of help agents build a marketing platform and stuff. And he had reached out to me because uh, we'd done one previously and he sent me a video message on my Instagram. And he was just like, Hey man, just checking in with you. Want to see how you're doing, blah, blah. And I think I'd asked him if he could come on and talk with me on the show. And, um, and he sent me a video message back and I was like, why? Okay. Like I need to do that. Why am I not doing that? So I responded to him and took it like, all right, now I got to up my video game. So I sent it. And then since then I've sent out multiple like video text messages, video, um, you know, messages over social media because direct messages, not stuff that I'm posting because again, it's easier because I can literally just say what I want to say and I don't have to type it out and, you know, mm-hmm. fix spelling corrections and all that stuff. And it's, it's a connection. It's a something different that they don't see every day. So it's like the, the power of it is so important. And I don't think it's, it's people that don't do it, don't realize it until you start doing it. And what you said about just pushing that record button and just starting, that mm-hmm. is the biggest thing because if you just make, like you said, make one video a day for seven days or two weeks and just post it on your story because it disappears in 24 hours. So, you know, it's not going to be there forever for everybody to see and just talk about driving in your car, be mad about the person in front of you that just cut you off, whatever. I don't I mean, whatever you want to put out there, but if you do it, then you get more comfortable. You get better at, you know, if you want then, then they always start going into editing and start putting in the stickers and the emojis. I'm like, you, you can see the progression mm-hmm. when people start doing that because they just get into it. Cause it's not, you're not going to die. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, it's a matter of creating a habit. So I just did a workshop in Orlando for a client and he brought in all of his originators and regional managers. And we did a 30 day video challenge and we did, a, it was a full day workshop, went through the whole process of, really identifying. And sometimes it's the struggle of not, you know, okay, I can hit record. I know I look what I look like, Ginger. I know what I sound like. I sound like, what do I say? And so like you say, driving in your car and they're like, 
well, what am I going to say? So what I always tell people is, you know, and, and you can I mean, do this, answer these, these three questions. What problems do you solve? What questions do you answer? And what products and services do you offer? Because if you can take those and break those into different topics, then that gives you something to talk about. And in the mortgage and the real estate space, there is so much yes. we can talk about. Um, in fact, so I'm guest number 99. Yes, you are. 99. And so uh, when we were you know, looking at this on live and I saw I was 99, it's like, okay, let's talk about 99 topics. And that's it. It's like, if you come up with an idea and ChatGPT is amazing. So I, I threw into ChatGPT just, okay, give me 99 educational topics for consumers buying a home. Yes. And, and anyone can do this. But if you think about what problems do I solve? What questions do I answer? What products and services do I offer? That's a video. Yeah. So for example, you know, here's one, the importance of a good credit score. Yeah. Um, mortgage pre-approval what it is and why does it matter? Mm -hmm. You know, so many times you do these, you know, understanding down payments, the role of a real estate agent. Yes. And that's a big one because, and especially for, you know, we look at our next generation and what do they do? They're used to this whole online thing, right? It's that's like, exactly hey, right. I do everything. Go the internet, everything. I go every, I can't, I, what do you mean? I can't do this online. Well, it's all right here. There are some things that are going to happen in this transaction that are important for you to know about. Yeah. One, it's called negotiation. <laughs> so, I mean, those are the kind of things that, and that honestly, that's why I named my company Edu Marketing because it's educational marketing. It's one of the most powerful things you can do, whether it's videos, whether it's on books, whether it's on blogs, I mean, whatever it is, it's education. So, I think that's a lot of it. Don't be worried about, you know, what you're going to do a video about. And if you don't know, go to your inbox. Yeah. What are the questions that your, you know, potential buyers, your potential sellers, so many times we have a slew of first time sellers. We're not talking about first time home buyers. We're talking about first time sellers. They, yeah, they bought, bought the house, but they never sold one before. So they they've never sold one. Yeah. And right now, what are they? Kind of terrified about it, right? Yes. Am I making the, my, the right choice? Oh. You know, how long is it going to take? Can I find another home? I mean, all of these things that bring such angst and fear, those are things as an industry right now, we need to be educating on. Well, and I don't think we do. I think part of the problem sometimes is that because we do it every day, you know, I do loans every day, yeah. realtors sell real estate every day. It seems like things that are just second nature. Yeah. Right. It seems like something that's, you know, whether it be how much you make on your commissions or whether it be how much, you know, how, what earnest money is or what option money is or what an inspection versus a survey or an appraisal, you know, all of those things, we just know what it is. So we don't like, okay. what can I tell somebody that's going to be interesting? Well, you're thinking in terms of your brain, well, you know what a survey is. So it's not interesting to you, or, you know, what an appraisal is and what the differences are. So you don't necessarily, so it's like you have this writer's block because you're thinking, well, but I mean, I'm sure you've seen the studies because especially doing as much as you do in the mortgage space, you know, the amount of people, I think it's still, you know, when they poll first time home buyers or people that are like 60% of people still think you have to put 20% down to buy a house. Yeah. It's like, actually higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. It's insane. Like, it, and so it's something as basic and simple as that, mm -hmm. that we just take for granted that we think people just know. So like, well, I don't want to make a video about that. Everybody knows that. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. Most people yeah. don't, you know? So in what you just said about using chat GPT is another thing that is, 
you know, I think people look at the AI software and I, I want to talk more about this with you as well, but whether it be chat GPT or Bard or any of these other AI platforms is, well, I don't want something to do it for me. I want to create it myself. Look, even if yeah. you just use it as a brain uh, storming thing, like you just did, give me 99 topics, right? And then you can take each one of those topics and you can ask it to elaborate to give you, oh yeah, I, I need to say that. I need to say that. And then you just put it in your own words, right? Yeah. Because now you have the inspiration to do what you want to do, to make it your own. And it doesn't take any time. I think people sit down and go, what am I going to write about? I don't even know what I'm going to say. What am I going to do? Well, just use those tools. And you that that time process that would take you 30 minutes or an hour to come up with a concept, you're done. It's done in five seconds for you if you just type it in. Yeah. 20 bucks a month, you have just tapped into an amazing creative agency. Yes. Yes. That has resources that we've never had before. And it's a matter of of really, it's learning how to do it. And I think part of the, the challenge that people have with ChatGPT, number one, is if you're just putting in, you know, one prompt where it's like, you know, give me a script on buying your first home, it's going to be pretty generic. Yes. So you need to, to really think about using ChatGPT like hiring an employee. Yes. And providing them with specific direction. So it's it's in your prompt crafting. And the first thing is, is you want to train your chat GPT to write in your voice. Yes. And so you can do that by inputting. And I actually have a, a style guide. All of my clients, we've created style guides. They have their own chat GPT. We've created GPTs for them um, that has their style guide. It oh, writes wow. in their voice. Um, and it's easy to do. You just take your videos like you could do that. Yeah. <clears throat> you take a series of your videos, you set up a prompt, take a series of your videos, and it will create an entire style guide for you. I put in my books, my articles, presentations, videos, things that I've done and then chat. And, and I you know, went through the process instructing chat what to do. And it created this entire voice guide that I can now input into any GPT that I create. And now it's going to sound like me. Wow. And it's going to give so the, the me script is going to be like in your voice. Essentially. It's I mean, going to be in your voice. Thing, but your, your, your style of speaking. Yeah. The blogs, what, you know, and I write a lot. And yeah. so I want to be able to have it write in my voice. Yeah. And so you well, have that to. That I learned from Chelsea who referred me to you, which I found right. you. Um, and she would talk about, I guess there's, there's a section in there, which I did this where you can like put, like I put, I'm a mortgage banker in Dallas, Fort Worth and, you know, in Texas and I do a podcast and it's called this and, you know, this is my personality. And then when I go and do every new chat that I do, cause I use it all, I use it for this podcast all the time, all the time. Show notes and, and transcripts and titles and SEO keywords and everything. Um, and, but it knows now I don't have to tell it on each chat who I am, what I'm doing. Cause that's part of what you were talking about being specific mm -hmm. is if you don't do that, then every single time you open a new chat, you know, inside of GPT, then you have to kind of tell it what you want it to do. But if it already knows who you are, and like you said, you guys create entire style guides, so it knows exactly what you're doing, right. then that saves you even more time. Yeah, I mean, it's and and what you do is you first start with the style guide. So where you put those informations, and Chelsea is amazing. She and I wrote a, a prompt handbook together. Yes. Yep. Um, and so where you put that, that's in your customization. So that's in your settings. Mm -hmm. But what you want to do is take it to your GPTs. And so you can have GPTs based on 
you know, if you're doing business for first time homebuyers, for seniors, for foreign nationals, you know, for, I mean, we do a lot on the mortgage. So we have, I have GPTs for VA, for FHA, for reverse mortgage. And what you can do is you can actually upload your style guide, but my VA GPT, which is for the veteran home loan, I have the entire VA handbook in there. So, really? wow. Okay. So they can ask me questions and it'll be like, yeah, you can do it's that. It's going to pull from that information. Goodness. All right. And so when you set up the GPTs, it's, it, and again, it's like you have to think of, okay, if I'm going to hire uh, a, a marketing assistant. So you have a yeah. marketing assistant who's going to do all of everything that you're doing for your podcast. Right. So you think about all the pieces you have in your podcast. So you do your podcast. And you're going to have uh, your description. So you have your description. It's going to go into YouTube. It's going to go into all of your um, platforms. So Spotify, all of the Apple, Apple and everything, Spotify. I don't know what you're using as far Captivate. as your hosting. Captivate. Yeah, we use Transistor. Yep. Um, and so it's going to go in there. So you're going to have those descriptions. And then you're going to have your social media posts. Now you do yours live. So you're going to have the initial setup of it too. So yep. you're going to begin with the pre then you're going to have the post, which is going to go after that. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to have what you're going to send out on your social media. Mm -hmm. And then you could even take that and you can pull the transcript from that. And then you can start writing articles around it. And so if you use, there's a, a site that's called YouTube Transcriber mm -hmm. and it'll pull it, it, it ties in with a, another platform. It's called Merlin. And okay. so it'll I've pull Merlin, actually. Yeah. So it'll pull the transcript. And so you can take that transcript and turn it into a blog. But what I like to do is I have, so for our podcast clients, we have a GPT for them. And the GPT is set up that it has their name, their company, their NMLS ID number, their website, all of their disclosure information. So you're very compliance. Remember, I used to teach compliance. So yes, like, yes. You got the compliance brain on. Absolutely. Unfortunately, yes. yes. Um, That's good, though. These days. It's like the mom that knows too much. <laughs> it's not like there's not a bunch of lawsuits flying around real estate these days. So I think that's yeah, probably no. a good thing that, uh, that your compliance uh, yeah. heavy. So you can set that all up in your GPT, put your voice, your style guide in there for your podcast. And then we have one prompt. And that one prompt we use and it goes through and it just says, okay, um, I'm, I want you to write. And it has number one, the YouTube description, number two, the social media posts, and then whatever's going to go. And so these three things, mm -hmm. um, I want you to start after I give you the guest name, the guest title, the guest information. So those things that are going to go specifically, right. and then you have included the name of your podcast. So the Texas real estate and finance podcast. And so you set up one chat and you have it in your GPT as a prompt. That's always there. So you don't have to keep going back in. Right. And I like doing this. It's called a tree of thought prompt. And mm -hmm. so it has multi steps. So instead of having to go in, it's like, okay, write my, my pod, you know, YouTube, YouTube description. Okay. Write my social media post. Okay. It's all in the initial setup. And then all I have to, so I just hit that one prompt because it's all set up in the GPT. It spits it all out. And well, it's, it's going to say, okay, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Give me the guest name. Okay. The podcast episode number, the title of the podcast and their information. And so now in the next prompt, you put that information in. That's all you're putting in. And, it, and then it starts going through the list. 
because you set it up in that one prompt and you don't have to type it in. It's already in the GPT. All you have to do is hit that one prompt. And then you put the guest information in and now it starts. Now it's got your YouTube description with your hashtags, with everything all set up. You read it. You say, okay, that looks good. You type in next and then it goes on to your social media posts and then it goes on. That's how honestly you can set it up to where you can have chat, do all of your marketing for one week based off of one prompt and one topic. Wow. You're blowing my mind here, Ginger. You're absolutely it's blowing fun. my mind. It's um, so much fun. I mean, gosh. it's like, I am having a blast. The, I guess we're, we're going to have to talk after this again, some more too, then, because <laughs> um, I need to streamline some of my processes. Um, now, uh, okay. Off the, the podcast part, because, you know, podcasting isn't for everybody, but um, on to more, you know, social media style videos, educational videos, um, and, and how to put those together. So let's say that someone's finally pushed record. And, um, you know, they've done it for a couple of weeks. They're starting to feel comfortable now, but now they need to come up with, okay, what am I going to make? What, what, how do I keep people engaged? What are, you know, what, how do I get people to watch the videos? How do I get people to see the videos? You know, cause these days, and I, I've heard this talk, I, you, you, you know, who Gary V is, right? Mm-hmm. You're familiar with him. I've spoke on his stage. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I love that guy. So he's, yep. he's, he's awesome. Um, or at least what I see, you know, maybe he's a different human being. Behind no, him. he's, 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 he is as much Gary V in person. Okay. That's what I figured. He is on video, yeah. yeah. No, so he's been not. talking a lot lately about how um, social media has very much become, um, you know, uh, meritocracy to some extent. Meaning that used to, if you were on Facebook or you were on Twitter or, or any of those, then then your videos and your content would go out to your sphere. So the people that you were friends with and the people that you know spent time that you had a relationship with or have developed something, they would see it. And then maybe it would go out a little bit more beyond that, depending on their, their reaction. But now, especially like on Instagram and on YouTube and, and these other platforms that are really heavy video content is they push it in TikTok and they push it out to everybody. So now you get, you, if your video is good and people engage with it and you can get them to stick and watch it for the first 10 seconds, then you can take, you know, you see people all the time that have either TikToks or reels that they'll have, you know, 20 of them and they'll have 200 views, 200 views, 200 views. And then one will have 6,000 or one will have Mm -hmm. 10,000 because something about that particular video resonated with the audience and they saw it. So what are like, in in your opinion, what are some of these things that, especially in the real estate space, because all I see now are home tours, everything's here's this beautiful home. Well, let me walk you through the door. Here's the bathroom. And and they get a ton of views, but does does that translate to business? I don't think it does because the people are just kind of looky loo. And so, so how do they make that, that, that connection how do we get people from just posting a couple videos to a place where they can start getting views and start seeing things what what are your what's your advice on that number one consistency okay i mean and 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 that's a lot of it you know we've we have seen videos like on youtube go you know as viral as you're gonna get with you know mortgage (laughs) yeah you're not this isn't mr beast okay we're not uh we're not giving away a hundred thousand dollars yeah it's like yeah i mean he just did his 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 twitter or x formerly known as you know good on that by the way he did but he's still challenging that because you know he's saying they obviously think the real views he thinks they're just people scrolling by him yeah yeah Yeah, well that's i mean that's hard with some of this stuff really but i mean you you can't do that um, and, and if you don't know who Mr. Beast is, he's like a, a, an amazing YouTuber, um, who he's the I mean, YouTuber, the, he is, yeah, yes. he is the YouTuber. Um, but I think consistency, you know, we've seen even on TikTok where, um, all of a sudden one video, like 
um, Theoni, Theoni the lender, she had a video that has had over 2 million views. Wow. And, but it was a trend. And so you hopped on a hot trend at that point. You hopped on yes. a trend that was happening at the time and it just happened to get in there. So right. you never, you never know what it is. The, well, the number one thing is just keep doing it for real estate agents. Honestly, the, the one thing you should do right now is focus on your community. If I was a real estate agent okay. um, and I have family in, in uh, Plano and in Richardson. So we'd come to Dallas often. And uh, I was there last June. I love farmer's markets. So anytime I travel someplace, I always try to find a farmer's market because I think you really get a touch of the community when you go to a farmer's market. Yeah. And so I went to a farmer's market and, um, I just, you know, shot some video. I was doing a bunch of workshops there and it was that local feel. And that's what I think real estate agents need to do. If I was a real estate agent, I would take a, a business page on Facebook and turn your YouTube and your Facebook and you can do it on anything else that you're on and do a local business page. Yeah. And I would go to the local businesses and, and I mean, no local, like your yes. local pizza. You, I mean, right. barbecue, you have so many great places there yeah. for that. Don't and I would, <laughs> yeah, don't go to Jelly's, don't go yeah, to Applebee's, yeah. that kind of stuff. Right. Just talk to your local. And I, I would sit down and I would just start interviewing them and throw those videos onto a local page that you're also going to be a part of. Yeah. And say, hey, you know, I, I'm Ginger Bell. I'm, you know, work for ABC Real Estate. And uh, I love this community. And so uh, today I'm sitting down with Mike. Mike is a, a local lender. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the, the local area. Yeah. Go to the farmer's markets. Go to the, I mean, it's like people, people are moving in. People are moving into areas all the time. So yeah. you can get in the middle of that. Especially people Texas. are living. I have a client right now. We're building a whole, whole campaign. She's in South Carolina. She's in a tiny little town. And so she needs to get out of that little town. And so her, her whole branding we did is Love My Carolina Home. Yeah. And so she's just building around that. She has a book that we're writing about buying in Carolina. Wow. And so branding around doing the book, meeting with real estate agents, starting the podcast, and it's all the local community. So if you want to build and get that stickiness of not just doing home tours, but really being a part of the community, be part of the community. Yeah. And do those interviews. That's I mean, if there's one thing that you can do right now, especially while the market's in this transition time, right, mm -hmm. is to do that. Go and meet with builders. I mean, we're short on inventory and we know that. And builders so, give great incentives right now, as much as it pains me to say that, but <laughs> they do. But I mean, and even if you, even if they don't buy a new home, you yeah. know, and you yeah. can look at that as like, what is the difference between buying a new home and buying a gently loved home? Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, you know, I always, I mean, I get crazy ideas because it's like, you could go to, you could do a video, you could go to Nordstrom's mm -hmm. and you could, you know, shoot a video saying, you know, Hey, you know, today I'm in Nordstrom's, I'm looking at this, you know, coat. It's $130. And then you can do another video going to a near new shop or, you know, they probably call it something now I'm dating myself. Um, <laughs> and you could get a code. It's like, okay, so here you have one that's, it's $24. Yeah. 
but it's it's been used. And that's the difference between buying a new home and buying a gently used home. Yeah. So if you're looking at a home that you know needs some updates, what are some of the updates you can do? Go talk to a builder or to a remodeler and say, okay, you know, here's a home that needs some TLC. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend that we do? Paint, you know, you and I mean, go through. Think about what consumers want to know. Yeah. I mean, they're looking at the home tours, but they're going, I don't know. But if you get them thinking about, yeah, you know what? If we bought a house that we could do some of the, the sweat equity. I mean, my gosh, HGTV, how many shows do they have? You know, yeah. I mean. Well, I had a realtor the other day um, who told me because he, he he's been doing a lot of video lately. Um and it does a great job with it. And he's, he's, he's actually starting to get some traction on it, which he loves. And we meet every week and kind of talk about all this stuff. His name's uh, Tim, but he, um, he's been doing a lot of house tours and um, that's been primary because he's been kind of working on his camera angles and, you know, he gets into it. He's, he's, he, we're becoming nerds about the process of making videos <laughs> together, you know? So, uh, but anyway, he was, he's making these, these tours and, you know, they're, they're getting good views, but it's like, it's just not turning into anything. And then he actually had a borrower uh, or excuse me, a buyer reach out to him on that found him on Instagram that saw one of his things and had just asked him because he made a different video about here's the three things you need to look for in a listing or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't just a home tour. It was like he was giving information Yeah. and and they called him and they said, hey, you know, they asked him a question or not called him. They DM him, asked him a question and he answered back. He's like, are y'all trying to buy? And she kind of said, yeah, but, you know, I don't think we're going to be able to buy with what you're selling because yeah. he's showing these. All these nice homes, $750,000 homes. They look amazing. Right. But the average homeowner that's looking at this stuff is going, well, that, that realtor doesn't want to work with me because they only do like these million dollar homes and I'm not ready to buy that. Right. So until he made the video that said, do these three things or do these things, whatever it was, then, then they reached out and then he, and then he was like, no, 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 I can help you buy anything. Like it it doesn't have to be a million dollar house. Yeah. It's the perception. And we don't even get that. So in 2008, when the market had crashed, um, I mean, there was a lot of challenges that were going on and and there was houses that were out there that had been in foreclosure, whatever. Right. And so I had a friend who was a realtor, had a house that had been on the market for a little bit of time. And the, the kitchen was like ugly, like so, so ugly. It was an older house, yellow kitchen, green appliances, all that. And people would come in and they'd look at the kitchen. They're like, eh, nah, nah, not for me. And so I said, listen, put it on a 203K and, you know, let people know that on 203K they can remodel it yeah. and they can get what they want. So we honestly, we made up a sign that said, ugly kitchen, no problem, you know, you can get what you want. Yeah. And then we got a bunch of remodeling books mm-hmm. and some sample tiles from, you know, Home Depot and different things and put them out on the kitchen counter. And so what used to be a bone of contention for people that were looking at the house coming in, looking, it's like, oh my God, this thing is ugly. Now they're staying in the kitchen. Yes opening the books and yeah. saying, oh my gosh, what if we did this? And what if we did this? Now it became a possibility. Yeah. So that's amazing. She, that's a great idea. I mean, you're taking it. You're done an open house. Yeah. Yes. She did an open house, had been on the market. I think it'd been on the market like nine months or something, not a single offer. Did an open house with this strategy of saying ugly kitchen. Yeah, we know. No problem. You choose. Yeah. No, that's a lender that could do the 203K. Yep. 
which again, it's like, let people know. People think they need 20% down. Hey, guess what? The 203K, you don't need 20% down. It's an FHA. You need three and a half percent down. Oh, and by the way, you're going to get this and you don't like the kitchen. Hey, how about if we do the kitchen and the bathroom and you get it painted and you get all this and you get the house of your dreams? Yes. Yeah. Talk about possibilities. That's what we need to do right now is our, in the industry is we need to talk about possibilities. We need to educate the next generation. That's why I love as far as, you know, what we were talking about in the green room, as far as the whole storytelling thing. Yeah, yeah. If you want to real estate agents, you're meeting with your buyers, your sellers, whatever, Bring your, if you only want to shoot on your phone, do that. If you want to get a Sony ZV-10, that's a good one to use. Sit down and tell their story from beginning to end. Walk through the process. If you want to have engagement, involve people and tell their story. I mean, what I would do, it's like, if you were my client, I would say, hey, Mike, um, I want to be able to share your story if that's okay with you, because a lot of people like you are struggling Yeah. as far as, you know, how much house can I afford? I mean, it's really a problem right now. So I'm struggling, Ginger. Thank you for helping me. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's like, he's gone. He's no, like, I'm out of here. This, this this is, yes. We're done with this conversation. I'm getting to work, but I mean, get him to sign, you know, release and all that. But, yeah. but, and you can do a short little, you know, Hey, you know, what are you looking for right now? What are your your challenges? Basic questions. Get it on, save that. And now get some footage as they're going out and looking. Make your own HGTV show. Yes. Why not? You're doing it anyway. All you have to do is someone there to hold a camera. Yeah. I mean, bring, I I just, I had a call with a new client right before um, we got on and, uh, and he's also in South Carolina and we're doing a book with him. And I'm all about branding. Mine is the whole thing. It's like the video is one part, but it's also the brand. It's like, if you want to build something, build you, build your brand, let people know. And on that real quick on the brand thing, because, and again, this is a, this is a mental hurdle that I myself had to get over initially when I started doing this was they were like, Oh, you need, you need the brand. You need the colors. You need this and that or whatever. I'm like, I don't care. Like and people would say, uh, you know, what's your brand? I'm like, I hated that. What's your brand? I don't know what I'm just me. Like, I just want to be me. Right. And that's, and that's true. But, but when you say brand, really what I hear now after going through a lot of this is it's really about where can people find you and what is the message that you're giving them when they find you? Who are you when they see you? So did they read your book? Did they see your podcast? Did they watch your videos? Did they, you know, and then color scheming and all that, it adds flair and all that. That's important as well. No, no, it's important. I I know it's important, but, but when, if anybody's like me, that's like, I'm tired of people telling me to build my brand. It's like, well, you got to understand what that means first. What we're saying is, is you have to be accessible to folks in a way that they can find you. And part mm-hmm. of that is developing, a you know, an economy around you, basically like, I, you know, your tribe. Every, you're building yeah. your tribe. Yes. Everybody that hates on Taylor Swift and the whole chiefs Super Bowl thing and all that, that's going on. I I'm know. like, how can you hate on this girl? Like she literally Brilliant. brings an entire economy with her everywhere. $336 million. Or yes. something. And, the, and the NFL is loving this right now, yeah. but there's NFL fans that are upset because, and by the way, she's a great person. If you've ever heard her talk or be interviewed, like smart. And, yes. Smart. In the Super Bowl, they showed her or not Super Bowl in the NFC championship or AFC championship. Sorry. They showed her on video uh, up in the press box and she, because she's getting so much and Travis Kelsey and the chiefs, 
she looked at the camera and said, stop showing me. Like she told the camera that, and then they didn't really go back. To so even she's conscious of it saying, look guys, I'm not trying to be the story here. I'm just here no, to support here somebody to support. that I care about does. and I don't need to be the story. But, but that's the idea is like, I'm not saying you're going to be Taylor Swift, but she's got clothing. She's got books. She's got movies. She's got concerts. She's got everything. So when you start taking your, your knowledge in your industry and start expanding it across multiple different platforms, that's your brand. That's what you're trying to build. And, yeah. and that's where I think some, there's a little bit of a disconnect because we hear the, 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 the simple, cause everybody's a, you know, you're the, you're a true marketing genius, but there's a lot of people out there that claim to be marketing geniuses because they failed at something else. And they're, they use the buzzwords, they say the right things, but they really don't have the depth of knowledge to understand what it means. So people hear it so much that it, it becomes white noise. They're like, I don't, I don't want to hear about my brand anymore. It's like, no, it, it's important if you understand what we're talking about specifically. Yeah. It's your voice. I mean, yes. it's like, it's you, it's your DNA. Yeah. And so, and to give you an example, so Micah, he was in the workshop that I had done in Orlando. And I mean, he sat up front. He was like, I've never, he goes, I've been to a lot of this stuff, Ginger. He's like, you put it into the steps. You know yeah. what I need to It's like, and that's it. It's like, here's what you need to do. Yeah. We don't have to overcomplicate it. It's like, this is what you need to do. And so for him, it's like, I, and it was simple. It's like, Michael, what do you like? And he says, you know, he goes, I like sports. And he says, I like teaching. I like coaching. And it's like, okay, so you're like a mortgage coach. And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, then build around that. Yeah. So his book is going to be the mortgage playbook mm -hmm. and, uh, and his brand is going to be Micah, the mortgage coach. And yeah. I said, I want you to go out. His 13 year old son. I said, get a whistle, go out, get some, you know, you in, you know, basketball Jersey, whatever rough, you know, I mean, whatever you want to wear, get me some different pictures. We'll play around with that. Mm -hmm. And the brand is around him being that coach and educating. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, he's got some colors. It's like, I like blues. I like gray. It's like, whatever. But now he has something to build with. Yes. So, you know, if you're a real estate agent and you're in the Dallas market and, you know, if you like dealing, if like your perfect client is that upper end to where it's like, hey, I like the luxury. I like this is then that's your tribe. Then brand yourself in that tribe. Yeah. And that's okay. You're yeah. not going to work outside that tribe. Well, you want to work with people you you like and or like you. I mean, and, like, and so do other people. That's who they want to work with. It's like you're yeah. going to find that. It's like it's like it's kind of like when you meet someone for the first time and then you immediately click. It's like you and I. We got on the phone. It's like we knew we're we're the same tribe, right? Yeah. We speak yeah. the same language. You know, we're both gingers. Yes. Me more yes. than you, maybe. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, like a quarter ginger, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're like the step ginger. That's right. That's right. But I mean, it's like, that's, that's what you're looking for. So think about, you know, what's your perfect client that you like working with? That's what you want to build your brand around because yeah. you want to find your tribe and you want to speak to them. So if you are in that upper luxury, then you want to build around that community. So you want to, you know, shoot videos going to the wonderful restaurants that are in Dallas. If, if you want to attract the, you know, people that are moving to Dallas and there's a lot of people that are moving to diet yes. Dallas, it's very, it's, you guys are becoming a very high tech, yep. um, you know, you have your sports, you have your business, you have your tech, then speak to that yeah. and showcase that. I would go like the WeWorks and all of that. I would showcase 
all of those. Hey, if you're looking to relocate to Dallas, we have some wonderful places that you can work at, you know, today. And you guys have some, I've done workshops at some of them where it's like, today I'm at this beautiful place, you know, chandeliers, all this kind of stuff. You know, that's the great thing about being in Dallas. You don't have to have an office space. You have some brand new office space that's being built in an area. I can't remember the name of it, but it's around a lake. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of lakes here. Uh, yeah, which is surprising. Yeah, well, they're all man-made. There's we have like <laughs> in the in the whole state of Texas, I think there's something I don't know the number. It, let's call it 200 lakes, and I think two are non. <laughs> they're all man-made. Um, yeah, like everything in Texas. On the, uh, you know, I actually I know an agent. I don't work with her. We, I mean, I think we've done one deal in the past, but uh, it was a long time ago. But she works with the brokers that I work with, and um, she has a great YouTube channel. Um, her name's Keila McGraw, and um, she does exactly what you're saying. She is taking her YouTube channel and she creates, are you moving to Frisco or, and, and she'll say on the YouTube, like some of her tiles will be, this is why you shouldn't move to Dallas, or this is why you shouldn't move to Frisco. Now she's, she's just telling you some of the downsides to it, but then also is like, but it's got this, this, you know I mean? It's, it's, but a part of it's just, well, I shouldn't move to Frisco. Well, why? And they click on it and they want to know, well, when you look at those videos, it's got, you know, 20,000 views and which is for a YouTube channel for real, Mm because again, you're not Mr. Beast. If you're no. not getting a million views, it's fine. Like, yeah, it's okay. It's, what's the, what's the thing we say all the time? Like if I could put you in a room with 500 people that you could yeah. talk to about real estate, wouldn't you do it all day long? Absolutely. So <laughs> if 500 people are reading or watching your videos, that's good. Like yeah. you're doing good. Yeah. Right. But, but her channel has grown so much because she makes the videos about the cities and, and, and different yeah. cities all around DFW. And, and that's what she does. And it's grown dramatically, but on the consistency thing, She's very consistent with it. She does it once a month usually and puts them out. But when you were talking about that earlier, I heard somebody say to me one time, and I thought it was a brilliant way to make the consistency argument is like when, especially for older folks like ourselves is whenever we were growing up and, you know, uh, do you remember dynasty? Remember that show? Yes. Okay. I love dynasty. Yes. I watched Which it all was time. after Dallas. It Dallas was. was first. And then yes. it was dynasty. And then yeah. the Colby's. You yeah. remember that one? <laughs> that was a spinoff. Um, I know this as a kid watching it because there was one TV in our house. I think maybe I had one in my room. And there were like six channels, right? You, you right. didn't have like all the click, options. Click, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, but you knew every, whatever, Tuesday night at nine o'clock, Dynasty was coming on and everybody was getting their popcorn, sitting in their living room, waiting for the, the theme music. That's why we all know all the theme music from every show in the 80s and 90s because we didn't have a choice, right? So, but if one day Dynasty didn't come on, if everybody's sitting in front of the TV and it didn't show up, yeah, well, Okay. And then the next week you come in and it's there, but then the next week it's not there. And then, it, so if you're not consistent on your content, the, the platforms, YouTube, Instagram, all of them, they want to keep people. They're trying to keep attention. So if people are seeing your videos on a regular basis and you're putting them out on a regular basis, then they're going to push you more in front of folks because yep. they know that you're going to be consistently there. Yep. They don't want to push your stuff in front of people. If you post one every, every other week or once every Tuesday, I mean, I mean, it's not, there's not a, I don't think there's a, a weekly or daily formula necessarily. I think there's maybe a little bit of that, but whatever it is, if you post on Tuesdays, post every Tuesday, or if you post mm-hmm. once a month on the first Thursday of the month then do once a month on the first Thursday of the month, mm-hmm. whatever it is, but be consistent about your timing because that helps you get in front of more eyeballs. And that helps people that watch. I know when I, when I do my podcast, this one's easy. Cause I just sit down with you and we talk cause I can talk forever as, as we already demonstrated. Um, but when I do my market update on Tuesdays, I have to script it. I have to read it. I have to record it. I have to do a little bit of editing. It takes a lot more work, even though right. it's a shorter podcast. And 
when I don't put it out, like if I usually try to have it ready for Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. And if I put it out Tuesday afternoon or I put it out Wednesday morning because I was up late doing it, or I, I always get it out. But if I miss a day, my views are my listens or downloads are substantially lower in the first two days of it because people are expecting it to come out and it didn't come out. And so when I get back on my schedule of doing it, then my, my, my downloads go way up because they're like, Oh, it's here. It's always here on Tuesday morning when I listen to it. Yeah. 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 And YouTube, YouTube is the same as Netflix. Yeah. It's the same as, you know, it's like YouTube, if they're going to make a suggestion of a series, just like, you know, there's the no Netflix has the Griselda out and six yeah. episodes. My husband, and I just finished the last one last night. And so I always, when I look at one, it's like, okay, how many episodes are in here? How much, yes. I mean, how much time am I going to get? How much time am I going to commit to this thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Netflix is the same. It's like, if they're going to make that suggestion of you to their viewers yeah. and they are their viewers, yes. they want to know they can rely on you to come up with that next episode. And if you yes. can't, you're not going to fit into that. No. So the consistency is, is number one. Yeah. And then the other thing is, and I just had this from a client. He's like, I need to get more views on YouTube. I'm like, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Because the same thing, it's like, hey, you're getting 20, you're getting 40, you're getting 100, you're getting 200. I mean, it goes up and down and up and down. But the other thing is, if you're doing the video, put it on everything. Sometimes people are like, well, I need to do something for TikTok and I need to do something for YouTube. It's like, it's okay. If, yeah. Just, just do it on YouTube. Honestly, everyone should have a YouTube channel, period. Yes. Because number two search engine in the world. So owned you're, by the number one search engine in the world. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, it's very important to have that. So yes. should have a YouTube channel, and you're doing a video. So guess what? Put it onto everything else. Yeah. You know, think about your branding. Having that, that consistency is very important and yeah. not just what you're doing, but also in the name. Yeah. And so that part of it is important. Don't have to put a lot. Chat can help you out with it. Yep. You know, coming up with something like that. And then the other thing is look at ways to reuse that content. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we think it's like you have a podcast. You can take this podcast, you can put it into a Get Munch or an NVIDIA. You can pull your little clips out. That's going to give you a lot of other little content. Yep. And so reuse your content. If you do a video, guess what? You can use a Merlin or a, you know YouTube transcriber. You can pull that. You can turn it into a blog post. Yes. That blog post can go on to LinkedIn. That blog, everyone should have a blog on their website. Yep. Your videos should be on your website. You should have a place on your website, even if it's nothing more than a tab that links to your YouTube channel. Yep. So YouTube channel, number one, post it out on everything. Number two, get a blog, get a YouTube link onto your website, because that's going to increase what's happening on your website. Yeah. So and and oh, by the way, if you are a realtor or a lender, um, we send out emails all the time, like yeah. all the time. And if your YouTube link and your podcast link and your social media links are not in your signature, oh. then you're missing a whole other level of people. You have to have it everywhere. All that I, I just recently changed companies and, um, uh, and moved over to, you know, a company in, I moved primarily because of the marketing platform that we have for, for, for what I'm doing. And then also for our agent partners. And it's, it's, it's one of the most robust in the industry as far as that we provide as a mortgage company. 
And um, so that was part of the reason I switched. But I was one of my agents that I was working with um, got one of the emails from me and he has my contact, my my personal contact in my phone. You know, the one that you put in your your iPhone that says mm -hmm. your address or whatever, whatever you want to put in there. Um, so I had changed all my like social media thing, my link trees. I mean, I had uh, updated everything with my new email and my new information, all this stuff. And he's like, why does it still say your old company? And I'm like, I don't understand. It shouldn't. It came from my new company. Why would it say that? Well, come to find out it's because his, the way he reads it in his phone, it's my contact. Well, I didn't change the contact in my phone. Like the one in my phone had my old email still. And I'm like, of all the things that I didn't fix, you know, like of all the, cause there's so much stuff you have to change over, which is why I hate moving places, but right. there's so much stuff you got to change over. And, and he's like, it still says this company. And I'm like, no. And I looked at my phone, I'm like, son of a, like this is what the one thing I didn't change. So if you 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 have to think beyond once you get some of these channels established, even if you don't have anything that's incredibly robust, you have to give every avenue to people to uh, uh, um, to be able to reach it, whether it be through your email signature, whether it be through a Linktree site that you can put on your social media sites or whatever. But yeah. but the connectivity of all that stuff has to be integrated, and it's really not that difficult. It's very simple to do, and really yeah, Linktree helps so much with all yes. of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you talked about something too, as far as email, and that's important as well. So you're doing the videos, you're doing the social media, start a newsletter. Yes. And again, it's the consistency. So if you're saying I'm doing um, a video, so for example, my marketing for my business, and I just recently added a course, which is our chat GPT mastery course. And so that kind of is a little bit of a disconnect for what I'm doing. With Signed up for the newsletter. I've got to come in. Yeah. So I said, yeah. So I said, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I want to start a newsletter. I want to help people get into chat. So how can I do that? So I started a daily prompt and it is a daily AI buzz. And so every day you're going to get that. But on that, I made sure to put the YouTube channels, everything out there, because then that is ways that they can follow you. The other thing, if you're doing a newsletter put away if somebody forwards it because we often find, and I've done a newsletter in my business for years and we send two out a week um, of our edge marketing newsletter. And so oftentimes it'll get forwarded. And so you want to put away, Hey, if this is forward to you, you can sign up for your own. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that's so important because I just brought on a new client and we're doing a lot of his marketing, a whole strategy. And he had someone, he says, hey, I, I really, it's a competitor in my area. He's in Miami and uh, it's a Spanish speaking. The guy's a schmuck. He goes, but I do think he has a good newsletter. Can you take a look at it? And after, you know, you subscribe to it, can you let me know? And I'll unsubscribe. I could not find a way to subscribe. He had forwarded me this newsletter. There was not one place on this newsletter, on the website, on anywhere that I could subscribe to this newsletter. Yeah. And I mean, I have gone down every rabbit hole. It's like, dude, missing out an opportunity. So, well, it's funny on the unsubscribe thing. So, I, because I've heard this from agents before when I talk about like, um, you know, email marketing within your CRMs, which is, it's crazy. Every company, well, mortgage companies for sure, but, but even a lot of re bigger real estate companies, they all have CRMs, all of them. And a lot of them pay a lot of money and they have, they're really good. 
but the the amount of agents that actually use them and and use them to their fullest capability is i mean it's less than one percent i mean most of them that i talked to like yeah they have that but i don't want to and one of the things that i hear often is like well i don't want to bother people with emails all the time i get all these junk emails and i don't want to see them and i don't want to mess with them so i'm just gonna i'm not gonna do that and i i'll tell them i was like look i'm the same way i i have a ton of i have a yahoo account that just is filled with all this stuff and there have been periods of time where I go through and unsubscribe from things that I had. But even when I do that, there's still, I would say 80% of them that I go and like, ah, I don't really want to unsubscribe for that because there have been a few things that I've seen, you know, that I want to keep. And so I, I always delete them. Like I don't necessarily keep them. I'll just swipe and delete them, but they're always there. They're always in front of my face. They're all, I see it all the time. I get your emails all the time. You know, I know who Ginger is. So, and I, and, but I don't unsubscribe. Even, I may not read all of them. I may not even open all of them. Yeah. But I'm going to keep them because there's going to be one eventually that catches my eye and I'm going to be like, oh, I may want to make a podcast about this or I may want to do so. I'm going to keep that and use that as reference later or go through it. But you're not bothering people when you're sending them emails. Okay. Yeah. They just delete it or they unsubscribe. It's they not an inconvenience. You're doing yourself a disservice right. if you don't use all the tools available to you. And sometimes just understanding the tools and because fear is a big part of it. Some yeah. of the agents that I've worked with that when we start talking about their CRMs, they're like, ah, I don't even know. I mean, it's, it's, I'm like, look, go on to the website. They have 50 training videos on how to use your CRM. I promise you every single one of them do. Open it up. VA to do it. I mean, it's yes. like if you can yes. do it. Yeah, or 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 put it in chat GPT and tell them to summarize, whatever. But but oh, yeah. just go watch a couple of videos and get a taste of it. And then once you start doing it and getting into it, because database management, and this goes back to what you're talking about, about sending the emails and, and getting the funnels and having a website and a newsletter and all that kind of stuff. Because the idea is you're trying to collect information. You're trying to collect mm -hmm. emails. You're trying to collect data because you want to send out the more people you can touch, the more frequently in more ways, the more your business is going to have success. Yeah. And But if you don't have a database management tool that's working behind that, that's going to help push that stuff out, then you're you're wasting, you're wasting all that information that you're gathering. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's it, you know, and people will save things. I've had this happen when I've, you know, spoke at different events and, and people come up and say, I have a ginger folder and all of your emails, they've just set it up on automatic that like all of my emails go into a ginger folder so they can go and, you know, search at it, whatever, sometime yeah. down the road. Yeah. And so, it's not for you to decide, you know, what that is. I used to always say it's like, it's like if I had a, a, a lemon chiffon pie and lemon chiffon is like my favorite pie. I love pie yeah. over cake over anything. Lemon chiffon, by far my favorite. So if I had a lemon chiffon pie and my job was to get rid of it, I, my job would be to find the people that liked lemon chiffon pie. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's not everyone, no. you know, some people. So my job is to say, Hey, do you want you a like piece it? of pie? <laughs> uh, yeah. What kind is it? It's lemon chiffon. Eh, no, not for me. Okay, good. Do you want a piece of pie? I mean, that's your job, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is exactly. truly your job. Yes. And it's not up to you to decide. It's, it's just, it's, you have to be able to say, Hey, I have pie. Well, okay, I, I had a mental hurdle with, with this because I started doing this podcast live, um, a while back, like after my first five or six episodes, I just started doing it live. Cause you know, I'd read, well, if you do live events on, on the different channels, you get a little bit of bump and whatever. And so, um, and whenever I do them live, you know, I've had somewhere, I've had 10 people watching, I've had somewhere, I've had 50, some zero, it, like I never really get wrapped up in who's looking at it no. when I do it live. Cause most of the stuff happens on the downloads after. But, um, but initially when I first started, 
I would just create the event on LinkedIn and create it on Facebook and just leave it and be like, okay, if somebody finds it, great, right? No big deal. But, and then I interviewed another person that I had on, on her name's Tanya Bugby and we were chatting and um, she said, you know, about how she invites, you know, people to, to the events. And I, I'm like, why don't I ever invite people? You know, cause in my head I was thinking, um, they're going to get a notification on their Facebook that they got invited to this podcast event and they're going to, you know, it's cause that's kind of what I would think. But then it dawned on me, I was like, well, I get those all the time and I just ignore them or go to them or whatever. Like it doesn't, I don't think about it. It doesn't concern me whatsoever. And so then I just like, all right. So I started inviting everybody, you know, and it's just, and then you got to separate your contacts, figure out who, but, but the point being is just that I was so self, you know, hesitant about putting it out there about inviting folks because I want to bother them. Right. That I wasn't telling people that I had pie, like I have it, but I wasn't telling anybody. It's like, it's here. If you want to find it, you know, give me, give me a shout, but I like pie. <laughs> yes. So it's like you, you have to tell people or they're not going to find you if you don't. Yeah. I mean, that's it. It's pretty simple. It's the same. I mean, it's the same with your video, you know, the, the inviting thing, uh, you know, there's, there's, it, there's time involved in doing that. And I also host a live podcast I have for gosh, probably about four years now. Yeah. I love doing a live podcast because it's, it, it's simple for me. I don't have to yes. find a date. I don't have to find, it's like, guess what? We go live every Wednesday. This is the time. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, very simple. Very I, I think the number one thing is find what works for you. Yeah. And sometimes you need a little bit of help getting that, getting to that point. So, um, Ginger, we're, we're at an hour. Um, and I know you're a busy lady, so, um, you're, you're all over the place. So we could, we could talk for two hours and I'm definitely yeah. going to have you come on again sometime soon, because I think this stuff is great. There was a ton of really good, helpful pieces in here, especially with the AI piece. I, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in what you've set up there and I want to bring you on another time to kind of chat about that as well, because I don't, I think that's the most underutilized tool, especially from people in our industry these days. I mean, there's other industries that are using it to its fullest capability, but we haven't even scratched the surface in what mm -hmm. we're doing. And there's so many, it's such a powerful tool and can save you so much time and money that if you just understand it, you're not scared of it. It's, it's fantastic. I mean, just in the little stuff that I've done. So, yeah. so I really appreciate you being here. I appreciate you talking to everybody today. Um, <clears throat> is there anything you tell everybody how to find you, um, where to get to edu marketing and how to sign up for all the fun newsletters and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so edumarketing.com, edumarketing.com. You can go there. So we have a newsletter there. If you want to find out about ChatGPT, that's the new thing that we've started. Two different sites you can go to there. We have our AI Mastery Center. That's our course that we've created. And then the other thing is the AI Beehive. So I've created a, it's a directory. So it's like, okay, we're going to, we got to find out what all these AI tools are. What are they? So I made a directory. It's called aibeehive.com. Has a list of all kinds of different technologies, things like that. So that's it. And, uh, and just get started. Yes. Just got to get started. Just push record. That's the first step. And then after that, you can take it all kinds of places. So, all right. Well, um, thank you so much again. Thank you for everybody that stuck around listening. Um, this will be, if you, if you want to go back and listen to it again, it will be on Spotify and Apple tomorrow. Um, we'll have all of Ginger's contact stuff you know, on my website in the show notes. So if you can't, if you don't remember this and want to go find it there, just go to the site and look it up You can click on our stuff. It'll be all there. So thank you so much, Ginger. Thank you to everybody. Y'all have a great weekend and uh, we will see you next week. Bye.